the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I'm here with Jerry Feeney, our legal expert, Ace One Two Park, our financial guy, and of course Michael Conte is here about insurance. But Michael, if you don't mind, um, we're finishing up something. I'm glad for you to like just come in and kind of give your opinion on it. But we're talking about. Um, Jonathan Miller, and it was in, I think, the Wall Street Journal, um, referred to uh, New York New Yorkers as Florida's new foreign buyer <laughs> because the people are leaving. A lot of people are leaving. We lost uh, in the last decade, so not all of that is from the taxes because in the last decade, that only happened in 2017, I think. But preliminary like data shows that Florida home purchase Purchases by buyers from high tax states are really going up, and um, Florida had the highest level of net domestic migration from July seventeenth to two thousand and eighteen, uh, and was the largest overall. New York was the largest overall population loser, followed by Illinois. Um, and Florida has been steadily creating jobs in recent years. So, I, you know, we love New York, and we want to make sure that we uh, keep it as vibrant as it is. And so we want to see what – I don't know. I have to find out if there's a movement. I'll have to call the governor and uh, see if there's anything we can do to kind of help because people will pay to live – a premium to live in New York City. But then it gets to a point where I think it's kind of over the top. Um, one of the biggest winners from the shift has been Miami. Um, they're coming from states like New York, New Jersey, and Illinois. And I believe Westchester, you might have the highest taxes. Because uh, residents in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, can their taxes are well over $10,000. And uh, the new tax rules are costing them tens of thousands of dollars more if they lived in... If they lived in states like Florida and Texas, they would have no state income taxes. So I think that's something that they really have to look at, don't mm-hmm. you think? Now, yes. Governor Cuomo visited the suburbs of Buffalo and Long Island. And by the way, Long Island, Nassau County is <laughs> very high, if not— I, I, Well, the real estate taxes. Yeah, I think it's higher than Westchester. Or maybe mm-hmm. Westchester's a teeny higher, but they're, they're, they're both really high. And uh, as the schools are good, but the taxes are really high. 
And so Governor Cuomo uh, visited the suburbs of Buffalo and Long Island on Thursday, and he's trying to push, which I think is a good thing, uh, for a permanent 2% property tax cap, which is expected to be a focus of this year's budget negotiations. Um, now, New York is facing an unexpected $2.3 billion budget shortfall. Uh, Cuomo, Cuomo contends that the middle and high-income earners are fleeing the state due to the federal rollback of state and local tax deductions. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's only the first year because last year I think you could kind of deduct it still. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So by, by making a New York tax cap permanent and implementing the next phase of the state's middle class tax cut, um, we can, he can say that we can, we can hopefully put this in check. And uh, so at least, he's trying. So I would get behind him and see what you can do to help because he's trying. Because, you know, as I said, you don't want to lose your tax base. And, yeah, then they're really going to be in trouble. But people, people don't know it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get into politics. You know mm-hmm. I never do because, you know, I don't want I, – I would if we were able in a, in, a country, in, a, in a world where we could talk about differences and respect each other, but we're not. So I'd rather not do that on our show, uh, not, but I think it's horrible that we can't, okay? Uh, but I do think that – when they say it's too good to be true, then don't believe it. You know, when you read something and it says, oh, a, a Manhattan apartment, $100,000. Well, that's too good to be true. There's got to be a catch. So mm-hmm. the same thing with anything. So when they tell you, you can have everything free, this and that, and you can have all this. everything. Will be there's free, no such thing. Free, yeah. Okay? No. Just know there's no such thing We don't that, that everything's for free because somebody has to pay for it. Yes. Yes, that is right. <laughs> so don't believe that rhetoric, okay? Now, they can subsidize things and help people who need to get help. But when they say everything for free, well, then the next question should be, well, then how are you paying for that? Who's yeah. paying for it? How you know, do you pay a, for it? When you study economics, there's a theory called the, I think it's the, the common green theory or something like that. The theory is that if something is free, people don't appreciate it and they overuse it and which is not to say that, you know, education shouldn't be free, but, co- you know, there's got to be some attachment that college is, um, um, you know, valuable. And I, I have no problem with, you know, the student paying some part of the tuition, even at state college. We all did it, Dottie. I went to state schools. No, I, I did education, too, but, 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 I, but I worked to pay for the, the, the tuition. It was subsidized, but I, I appreciated it that I knew, understood that there was something associated with it. There was a value. Know, I don't think that. I, you know what I think? I think everyone deserves an education. Okay, and I believe that if your parents can't afford it, you should be able, you should not, you You should be be able to have a college education. However, as you said, Jerry, I had a part-time job. Yeah. Okay, we all worked in college, and you can work a couple of hours. You could work 20 hours a week or 15 hours a week, or summers. Uh, And by the way, don't forget, I mean, I just read today there's not enough truck drivers, welding jobs. There's not only college, there's a lot of... Uh, That's right. There's a That's lot right. of vo- vocations that you could really... Electric- I mean, they make a fortune. We make a mistake pushing everyone into college. Everyone is not, re- everyone is not a candidate for college. And not that college doesn't... They're gra- miserable. And college yeah. doesn't guarantee you make a lot of money, guys. <laughs> we know that. Okay? Hello. So, we know that. So, <clears throat> but, but I do think 
that everybody, regardless of whether their parents can afford it or not, should be allowed to go on to either a skill or a college. But I think they should, unless they're disabled, I think they should work a couple of hours, too, like we all did. It doesn't hurt. You know, I had a friend who was having trouble finding uh, employment, and I suggested truck driving. And he went to the school, and he got his uh, certification. And the thing about truck driving is you don't really need an apartment anymore. You can live on the road. You know, they, they do these long-haul drives. What do you, you well, stay in the car? The, they drive the tractor trailers. They sleep, uh, you know, as they're required to in the cab. And they drive for a couple of weeks. And then they come back to New York, and they'll stay with a family member for a couple of days. But it really cuts your expenses, and they can make seventy five, eighty thousand 80000 a year doing this. You know, there's no reason uh, that you have to go well, to college. Well, if you want to stay, well, you no. Know, but 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 yeah. you know what? I mean, I don't look at that as an ideal lifestyle. Have it's to not ideal with, for me. Or no, you, no, I don't mean that. You could drive a truck, but I wouldn't want to have to stay with a family member at forty. What if you want to have a life? No, that's okay? true. Too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. But don't, don't I'm come just stay saying, with me. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of different options, yes. and I do believe that no one should be deprived one of those options because of parents not having enough money. But I do believe that, you know what, a little elbow grease and a little work, we all did. I've been working since I'm 13, okay? So I think that that doesn't hurt. Makes you Anyhow, so I don't know, Mike, you heard what we said. I don't know what you think. What do you think? I'm I'm trying not to step on your toes because, I, my God, I could talk about this for days, but I'll add this to your conversation. you know, I don't know a plumber or an electrician who's not a multimillionaire, so I don't know what exactly. the hesitation is to get into the trades. I'll be very honest with you. Uh, I myself started as a plumber, believe it or not. Uh, really? When I was in, yeah, when I was in college, I worked as a plumber's apprentice because my, my parents wanted to keep me off the streets of Brooklyn. And uh, to their demay, dem- demise, or to their dismay, I should say, I loved it. And to this day, I, yeah. I'm the happiest guy in the world if I'm fixing you? something or taking it apart so try to call know. a plumber and see how many weeks you have to wait for right i mean yeah. so don't <laughs> don't forget those jobs yeah. i mean those jobs pay a lot of money but you still have to go to school for that you know oh, it takes just a not, long time yeah yeah it's, so all i'm saying is that i think we should pay for it uh yeah. but you could work while you're going to school a few hours yeah. i just think this I college think- is the magic answer to everything it's, it's not, not correct it's, it's not fair it's to the, not. it's not and fair to the student, the kid either. He doesn't he hates it. He doesn't want to go to college. He wants to go and, do something else. Let them follow their heart. They will then they, make a nice but, living at it. But people are afraid to, I think. And and yeah. I can tell you now, I've been I've been selling insurance and servicing insurance for over thirty years. I love it. And mm-hmm. you can't do something exactly. for thirty years or thirty five years that you That's don't right. love. It's or it must be a, be a torture. Yeah. So uh, Michael, and, you he, said I tell people they say what you know, Dottie, what 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 makes somebody successful as an entrepreneur? The first thing I say is you need to be passionate about what you do. And if you don't Dottie. love it, you're never oh. gonna be great at it. If you got to right. get up every day and go do something that you hate, you will be a very unhappy person by the end of your you, days. You know, my, my Mike, I just want to me- tell you something. You're going to have to come on two times because this yeah. show was short. Uh, we, uh, of course, got. I'm going to cut them off one day. That's right that in the team. middle of their game. What's right the that? I'm going to cut them right in the middle. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to do some, and then I hope you maybe come back next week or something because they cut us short. We had a lot. You know, we never know how many questions we're going to get, so we just no to have a lot of them. I guess it's a snowy day, so you know what? I had a question for you that somebody wrote in, and I know that you were going to talk about rental insurance today. And she wrote in and asked, "Well, do you, how how do you like?" 
know, like, how do, she said, how do I value, she said to ask you this question, how do I value what I have to know how much insurance I need? It's a great question. And there are two approaches that I, I tell the customers. The first approach is literally go through a room and try to do an inventory and put a dollar amount next to just about everything you see. But most people don't want to do that. So my next approach is uh, if you came home to a burnout, what would you need to get started? And either either answer, again, it has you have to understand the philosophy behind it, but either way will get you something. And I think the biggest problem with apartment insurance is that, you know, nobody has it. I mean, 80% of New Yorkers who live in apartments do not have okay, apartment so insurance. And why do you think you, that? I mean, I know you're right, but why do you think that? Why don't, don't because think, they're not, because they're well, not, they're not, they don't I don't think, think they're aware it. of it. I mean, I mean, it's not that they don't know about it, but I don't think anyone makes them aware of the importance of it. So uh, maybe you I, could start off by telling all of the renters or the future renters why it is important to have rental insurance. Well, one of the most important coverages that people don't realize is the, the loss of use coverage that's built into most homeowners policies. The loss of use gives you money to live somewhere else in the event that your apartment is ravaged from fire or, or water damage or, or boiler uh, trouble in the building. And that is a very important coverage. People don't realize, I, don't, I, I think they're afraid, you know, they don't realize that you could probably, you could probably get a safety net going for you for about $300 for the year, probably a lot less than that, but I'm just yeah. throwing that number it's out there. It's the best buy out yeah. there in insurance. It really is. It's a great buy. Yeah. It's such and, a cheap and the, thing. Today, I'll tell you the one thing today, Dottie, that drives me crazy that I don't understand, and I'll get a little complicated, and I'm sorry, but I'll throw it in there. Yeah. So one of the coverages that you buy in the uh, apartment policy is liability insurance. One of the coverages built into the liability insurance is personal injury. Now, personal injury is the peril that protects you against libel and slander. Now, every day people are given reviews about the shoes they bought and the restaurant they were at. And there have been a few suits from restaurateurs who challenged these people, uh, alleging um, uh, 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 libel, or uh, slander is the spoken libel is the written, uh, uh, alleging libel because they have video showing that the person was never in the restaurant, but the person wanted to wait, do spite work. So who, so wait, wait so what, ins rental insurance covers that? Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, it's a part it of the liability the rent, So if it doesn't cover the, the, if you're a renter, it covers you if somebody sues you? For slander, yes, absolutely. They add on these. They add on these. Uh, I wouldn't fairly, know that. They add on these fairly rarely brought lawsuits, you know, as extras, and it's a it's a it's a great benefit to it. But let me just give another example that happened to a client of mine. You know, the upstairs neighbor, another renter, let their tub overflow. It was clearly their negligence. It wasn't anything wrong. It wasn't anything landlord responsibility. All comes down into the closet of my client downstairs, Eesh. ruins all their clothes. Eesh. Thousands and thousands. Dottie, can you imagine having Oh, I would go wardrobe? crazy, so would you, but I would go crazy. Thousands I would, I would thousands want to kill somebody. of dollars. Well, guess what? The landlord's not paying that. The landlord did nothing wrong. The negligence was on the upstairs neighbor who did that. They didn't have any insurance. The person was out of luck. 
You know, you got to see right. the other, you know, that's an easy one that you can see why a couple hundred dollars and a year. And believe me, in these apartments, it happens. It happens. I mean, it didn't happen on my clothes, thank goodness, but Eight, it eight out of ten claims. Eight out of ten claims are water damage claims for exactly what yeah. uh, Jerry's talking about. Water is the big In New York. Pe- people water. always assume the landlord's going to pay. The landlord's no. going to so pay words, if the landlord is at fault. So, in other words, if the building you're in... The negligence, or it's not even negligence, the accident happens, uh, uh, a neighbor upstairs left the tub on, and they don't have insurance. Yeah. The, the the building isn't liable to pay. No, right. no, not at all. And, it's and, not, and, it is negligence. T- it is negligence. I'll yeah. take it one step wow. further, Dottie. I didn't we've know had it. We've had it where the dishwasher connection mysteriously broke, and the people downstairs, there again, there's no negligence associated with that. The only way there's negligence is when the you know the, the owner of the dishwasher says, "Well, I saw it leaking, but I didn't mm-hmm. do anything about it." And then you establish negligence. But if they say, "I had no idea it was it was uh, you know not functioning properly," there's no negligence, and the people downstairs, it's up to their own policy to to cover them or not cover them. Yeah. Wow. And you're saying that you can get a policy for like, you know, that is relatively inexpensively two, three hundred dollars a year. I'm, I'm telling. Yes. And I, we've sold policies for one hundred and fifteen dollars, believe it or year, believe it or not. I mean, th- th- you can really strip these things down to cover you for fire, water damage and liability. And that's fine. At least it's something. And but, let me ask you people- another question, because I remember when we had uh, the. The hurricanes, and we, we have a property management company, and so somebody, of course, put my name. Well, the property manager had, they had to evacuate downtown, and we manage the buildings. We don't own them, so it's not our call on what has to happen. Right. But they had to be evacuated because, if you remember, there was flooded downtown. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the uh, manager there put a sign up uh, on the Internet saying, there is no emergency, but you have to get out. So, of course, yeah. everyone knew my name. <laughs> so someone goes, oh, Dottie, oh, Dottie, your name is all over the Internet, Beth. I was like, so now, of course, I have to call these people. And I don't, I try to explain, I have a meeting with them, that we don't, we don't own the buildings. It's, uh, you know, because they want to know, we, they understood why they had to get out, but they want to know, do we get rent? Do we get, you know, until we get back? So if you had an apartment, and God forbid we had a hurricane or something like that, and the, and the apartment got flooded or the building, you could get coverage it, for that also, as you're saying. This is, That's a, listen, I, this is a great question, but I can, the answer is, and this is, nobody's going to like this answer, but I'm going to tell you what it is. You must have direct damage, and that's where the problem comes in. We had a giant claim about, I'm going to say about three Januaries ago, uh, a water main broke on Fifth Avenue, and the water shot down the street, um, and we we insured a a building on 16th Street. The the garage was flooded. The mechanical room was flooded. Everything was flooded. uh, And the apartments, uh, were the, the residents in the apartments couldn't collect on their insurance policies because... It, there was no direct damage to the apartment. So that is one of the flaws in the apartment policy. Uh, I've been screaming about it with insurance companies because unique uh, New York and the urban areas have these type of situations, but they, they don't want to know from anything. But to get back to the storm damage, the, the hurricane, if the city declares an, a, a civil emergency, there's up to about uh, there's a few days, two weeks. Some policies are richer. They offer 30 days. 
to get back into the apartment. But the city, like like the city, evacuated downtown that whole area. Right. So there should have been coverage under their right. apartment policies, uh, and we we battled during Hurricane Sandy on behalf of the clients because many of the carriers refused to acknowledge that they were they were told to get out by the you know uh, um, civil authority and. The other thing that the carriers came back and were saying, well, um, you know, it, 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 it was only the mayor, it wasn't the governor. Anyway, we, we fought it and we won. When civil authority says get out of the building, that's okay, the end Mike, of it. You're, you're covered. I have a question for you, so I want to, because we have five minutes left. So let me ask Dolores from Long Island City. Morning or good afternoon. Yes. Thanks for calling. I am real estate. You have an insurance question. Yes, I do. Um, I live in a co-op. My daughter owns it, but I live in it. So that means, you know, um, we have two policies. I take out an apartment insurance policy, and she takes out a co-op insurance policy. So, in other words, we have two coverage, apartment and co-op. Am I overdoing it, or am I playing it safe? So, in other words, she owns it. So she takes out insurance for the ownership of it. I don't know. Yes. My, my answer, you could answer that. Yeah, it, it's the correct way. It, it sounds odd because it is mother and daughter, but it is the correct way of doing it, Dolores, because you're technically you're her tenant. Whether she charges you rent or not, you're technically her tenant, and the uh, your policy covers you and your belongings, and she as the landlord would be dragged into any, let's say you let the sink overflow, they would go after the owner of the apartment, so your daughter needs protection. Now, there are some carriers that will allow mother and daughter to combine the name, but but for the most part, it, that's there's one or two carriers that'll do that, and they're very, very pricey, so it, I don't think it would suit you. If she's just a permitted occupant, um, not a subtenant, because the, the, actually, legally, the tenant is the is the shareholder. Um, would she still need it as a permitted occupant in that case, Mike? A, per, a, a resident of the household. Uh, I mean, the wording says resident relative of the household. But the mm-hmm. question becomes: Is it really the daughter's household? Uh, mm-hmm. A permitted occupant always has some coverage, but she is a permanent occupant who has, I guess permission from the co-op board to live there, I assume. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we would always view it as she's assuming the role of a renter. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is why you need a good insurance broker. Yeah, you do. So, Dolores, I mean, you're like doubly protected. I mean... But you're doing the right thing. But you're doing the right thing because... Okay, that's what I wanted to know. (laughs) I don't think you're doubly protected. I just think you're handling it the proper way. So, so in other words, if she's protected... It's being done right. Right. Yep. All right. So, Dolores, you did the right thing. You, you, and that's a, that was something I learned today. So thanks for calling in. You have a wonderful weekend, Dolores. Thank you. You too. Bye. So, so Mike, you know, we really have to continue this because we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, we have a short show today. I actually, I had another guest on. I told him not to call because I said well, the show is short and I... I go back I'm to what Jerry. You didn't tell me not to show up. No, we did. But I, but I, but I, but I said to you know Jerry and I go back to when they first told us it's two hours, and yeah, I'm like two hours, hours, Jerry. What? 
What what are we going to talk about for two hours? Like I had confidence that you could talk for two hours. Actually, I didn't. I never had any lack of faith on that. Well, Bernie Carrick was the other guest, and I have a lot of questions for. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah, so we need him for a while. And um, yeah, I could go on another hour with you. This is really very helpful and interesting stuff. I mean, I really learn everything. Every time you're on, I learn something new. So. Yes, Thank and, and it, it really is really good to have so, this knowledge because really, people don't know this. And well, you know, you know, look if if they ever, you know, I I own my apartment, but so I have insurance. But if I was renting and they ever had a leak that went on my clothes, I would want to kill somebody. Oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and the, the mess and the smell, oh, my God. Because it's not always clean. By the way, it's not always clean water that no, comes down not, on you, if you know what I mean. It's fresh spring water, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so I think they're giving us a signal. And uh, again, yeah, remember, Jerry, we have to interrupt that game one day. Right in the middle right of, like, the, middle the winning of the game, shot. We're and they're right about to do so, you know, yeah. they're right about to make a, a point. Uh, what is it, Ace? A touchdown? Touch- no, like it's not football, is it? We don't uh, even know what game's after this. <laughs> I don't know what the game is after this, but whatever it is, we're interrupting you we on this. Right in the middle. Okay. <laughs> I think I should have a sports show talking about. Okay. Have a great weekend. I don't Thank think you. it's going to snow too bad, and hopefully this is the another foot. We're the end foot. of, uh, well, this is just the last, you know, the last, last hurrah. hurrah. The wind has to say, you know what, just remember I'm here still. Okay, we'll be back next week, and uh, we're looking forward to a great weekend, and if you have, make a, do a last-minute snowball fight. It might be fun. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.